0: Slash credit card. I'm here to talk about Colin Quinn, one of my old good buddies, Dana Carvey. You might not know him. He's always in the shot with me. He's on the show with me. But um, he's not feeling well today. And I said, you know what? Just lay low. It's not his heart because he did have heart things. He's not feeling great. And I said, you know what? Just I'll just handle this because I'm such a stage hog. It's embarrassing. So, So honestly, just stay home. But Colin, who I saw at the Brooklyn Diner last time I was in New York, you know, that's the famous Brooklyn Diner. He goes with Precious Seinfeld, but then I got to go with him. And he he said it was underwhelming, whatever that means. Uh, By the way, I was watching the VMAs last weekend. The VMAs are on the MTV. It's a lot of code, video music awards. MTV stands for used to be music television. (laughs) You can use it. Um. No, but there—the funny thing was, aside from me not knowing literally one person, I don't know was J Lo not there? Why was she not at something? We have a J Lo not sighting. <laughs> what a fucking bird. No, I like J Lo. Um, but the funny thing was on the carpet, Addison Ray's mom, Addison Ray, who I did when I hosted Jimmy Kimmel, she was on with me, and Addison Ray's mom is this really pretty, nice woman. We sat next to at the fights. Anyway, she's there with young Gravy who, again, I don't know. That's my fault because I have shit to do. Um, but he's a singer, rapper, whatever. But he's a big good-looking guy. But then we realized they called each other to go on a date because he likes cougars. And then I thought, this reminds me of, you know, Machine Gun Scarecrow, Machine Gun Kelly. And Megan Fox, good-looking MILF, rapper with blonde hair likes to do press they're doing press anyway just a thought sorry colin um but that and uh but back to colin great friend of mine legit always see him when i'm in new york and uh you'll hear from one little piece of tidbit trivia came up with the title "Grownups." ups wow boom take that megan markle and your dumb podcast Oh, there, I said it. Fighting words, online fight, jack up ratings. Okay, uh, that's it. Dana's not here. He would say the same thing. We both love Colin. He was there when I was there. He did Update for a while, I think right after Norm. Uh, He'll tell you about that. And then listen to mostly what I say when I try to talk over him. Here he is, Colin Quinn.
1: You will punch. Colin,
0: I like more of your tweets. It's so embarrassing. Compliment hits wall, disintegrates. Yes. Co- Colin, I would like to goof around all day, but let's. we have to get down to business. <laughs> we,
2: have, we have a specific orders. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hmm. No. I just want to start by saying, even though we're not on camera... You think David was bothering Heather? Going, should I wear a collared shirt with a sweater? She goes, no, not with that V-neck. It's wrong. Okay, I'll just-
0: <laughs> she said, everything works on you. I go, good. She's reading a cue card I gave her.
2: If you took a bat to David's hair, it would be
1: solid. No, my it's, hair's it's
0: so wispy. It's still from the uh, well. I won't say when this aired, but I was at, I was at a certain worldwide award show recently. <laughs> oh, really? So you were looking for You're- trouble. I- Colin, one last question.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll just start. I'll start it. I'll start it off since you guys. So the first time I uh, (laughs) went to SNL, I wrote these sketches and I brought them in. Sandler got me in to meet with Jim Downey, and I showed him my. And he showed me the (laughs) sketch. I wrote these sketches, and one of them was the sketch. What was basically. I'm still very proud of it even though it got rejected by every host and it was one of those sketches i kept showing up with you know and it was just <laughs> like, were like stop it was this it was a basically roman emperor so it was like uh uh sanctimonious who was like well i don't know and then uh obsequious yo you're right every time my lord and then tim meadows played thesaurus who goes but that means this so anyway i brought that in and down he goes yeah this you know, the people aren't going to, this is too, you know, and just handed it back to me. Like it was too- <laughs> that, that's all. It all the people. Here's the thing about Downey is as intelligent, as as brilliant as he was, if you showed up with something that he thought was smart and precious, a word at SNL back in yeah, the 90s, yeah, yeah, precious was, was the worst thing you'd be called. he just throw it back at you. <laughs> and then, and by the way, I also gave it to Chris Walken who snapped at me. Chris Walken snapped. <laughs> go <ahead. laughs> yeah. He goes. I go. Hey, that sketch. He goes. I saw it, and I was like, "Wow." That's oh Street. boy. What accent is saw it? What is that? New yeah. York. What? Uh, Bro, what? What? That's Chris Walken. He's from Queens. Queens. And the only reason I know that okay. is the first time I met Chris Walken was at some hotel, and I go, "Hey, my family used to go to Walken's Bakery, which was his family bakery, the legendary bakery in Queens." My yeah. family traveled all the way from Brooklyn. That's how good the bakery was. German. You know, he's German. German bakery, and he goes. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And just turns his head away from me. God damn. <laughs> I've
0: had it with him. <laughs> You've had it with, Meanwhile, when I'm with him, I can't shut him up. <laughs> David, this was great. That was great. Everything you do is great. I'm like, oh, come on,
1: Chris. John Lovitz yeah. is uh, the, the truth teller show business. He went up to him and goes... Chris, come on, be honest. Are you kind of making up your accent? Are you putting it on? You oh, know? wow. <laughs> loud. Not loud. loud. <laughs> he just starts laughing. Very yeah, John. So I now. told you, Colin, he asked
0: me once, he goes, you ever work with an actor uh, dog? And I go, yeah. Mm. And he goes, you ever work with an actor cat? <laughs> Did I tell you this story? And I've told it before. And I go, an actor cat. He goes, they don't do anything. They just, they're like a regular cat. They, you, they don't move. And then if you like push them, they jump, but any cat will do that. And I go, yeah, I guess. And then he <laughs> waits. Then he goes, you ever work with an actor mouse? And, uh, I go, no. And he goes, I, he did on mousetrap this movie. So it oh. checks out. And he goes, they're good. You tell them to go up and, and take a beat and go to the left. And they do They're
2: Smart. They're Smart. <laughs> That's See, smart. that's when you really do agree with John Lovett. It's like he must be acting a little bit. Were you, right. there? Were you there when Why he said- Why would you say that?
1: I know. Yeah. Why would you tell me that story? And
2: it's not just my bitterness about, about the bakery. It's a little
1: <laughs> bit. It's a little bit it seems like actors are pretty subtle in the 70s and then later on they sort of get <laughs> yeah. bored and then they just extenuate themselves, like pacino wow yeah.
0: no yeah. You know, he's
1: screaming and just yeah. you know. I only have to,
2: duval duval managed to keep it oh keep it under small. keep it
0: real you know i have to give colin a compliment he's uh, always highly respected this is for the people that are listening highly respected very comic popular one of the smartest oh. Uh, also writes these one-hour shows that I wouldn't even understand, just watching them, and then he also does all the research, makes jokes out of anything. I can't. If you gave me a subject, my act is about like a thousand different things, but if you had said, oh, write an hour about one thing, I'd be like, give me 500 years. And he does it, and he does it again, and he takes something that probably doesn't sound funny on the surface, like <laughs> the Constitution or something, yeah, Constitution. and he goes, I think there's an hour there. And makes it really good.
2: Well, that's thank you. Google does half of it, but thank you.
0: You've done seven stage shows, but we're going to get to the part. We'll get to that now, but I I like Tough Crowd. That was uh, when was Tough Crowd before or after?
2: It was, it was before. It was in the early 80s. Because a lot of shows
0: get compared to Tough crowds. No, I'm lying. It was in the 2000s. I thought you were 90s. So I, I thought it was, like, was interesting.
1: Is this true, Colin? You start stand-up, they said, in 84. You're yes. on remote yes. control remote three years control. later. Yeah. Nobody yeah. gets a TV show in three years. How great did your stand-up get to get that? I
2: mean, in three years? Well, it's funny you say that because my stand-up, was not only was it behind but I was always like a comedian's comedian even in New York so I would do these gigs it was really the one time I had like that heat where you would look like I'd go to a college in the Midwest and it'd be 2,000 people and the first time I did I go who are they here for is there a show here they go you and I go oh no oh wow (laughs) and like half my act was half my act was about like specific streets in Brooklyn and you know it was kind of a rough go but, but they didn't care. As long as I stayed and signed autographs and did pictures afterwards, nobody cared. Yeah. So I'd hang out like two hours after. The, I'd do like 45 minutes to my laughter. Yeah.
0: He does, after halfway through his act, I saw him and uh, these 17 uh, year old kids are cheering. And then he goes, and now I'm going to read from my Roman Empire sketch.
2: Yes. And now I'd like to read the works of James Joyce. Please listen. (laughs) But they were just excited.
0: So you're saying they see you on that show. Everyone's freaking out. I'm in Arizona watching it going, this guy's super cool. He's funny to get a show. That's cool. Like that on MTV, they weren't always hits or would always work. And it's a music show. I mean, it's a music station, but you've got Cara, Kari, the beautiful girl,
2: gorgeous Kenny. And by the way, before I did any of that, my biggest celebrity gig, and I was paid very well and was treated very nicely, was opening for Dana in Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. We, we, we you were sweet. a great guy. Uh, I, was I suppose he? So. I wasn't Yes, mean. he was totally nice, paid better than anybody had ever paid, and was just a cool guy, nice guy, before and after. Jeez, that's nice. David was one of my dandy openers. He was? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Arizona? But um uh, mm. no uh, New England
0: oh. New England
1: tour the summer sheds where it was like a hundred degrees and humidity it was it was those are tough you ever play those outdoor sheds yes. in August Brutal. Dana did we share a car I think I drove us around
0: I think you had a rental car yeah yeah <laughs> And that was fun. That was fun for me because Colin it makes fun of me. But it was true. He goes, dude, 20 minutes. So I'd walk up there with shorts and flip flops and drink a Heineken and go, what else is going on? Then dra- go, he drape up, over the stool whatever. and
1: he's kind of whispering,
2: what's up? I go out
1: and I'm <laughs> dancing. Hey, isn't that special? Gotta do it. Gotta pew.
2: David goes, this is going worse than the challenger.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I go, Dana, um. My closer is about the Challenger exploding last week. So just, you're going to go up right after that. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. And I go, NASA need another seven astronauts. And he goes, you know what? I wouldn't even put that in there. I would probably.
2: (laughs) Some girl screams, Um, David goes, who's that baby Jessica?
1: (laughs) I remember Willington though with you, because you were a great comic. I remember about 15 minutes in, I just said to the sound guys, is there any way we can kind of. <laughs> I, it, can you, have you given him the light? That was my first move. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, he hasn't I mean, gone on yet. Could we get him off? I mean, light. I was like, because the waves of laughter were vibrating. I was like, could we just, is there any way we can get him off politely? Oh. How long did just, you do I really tw- love that. Yeah, like 20. 20. Shit. It's fun. I love it. When the audience uh,
0: knows you, guys, you. So, yeah. so after remote control, is it three years between that and SNL? And what do you do during those three years?
2: It's well. It was. Fa- it was more like five years, and I'm just doing stand up, and really, I mean, it was going pretty badly. You know, there's something <laughs> about being back in coach after you were in first class. <laughs> very, it's very humbling and very good. It's yeah. very good for you, but um, but then what happened was I was I wasn't I was drifting around doing stand up and had a couple of uh things going on, but nothing really. And then Fred Wolf, yeah. goes hey. Lawrence coming out to see people. I wanted to see you. I really think you should be on the show. It's ridiculous. And you know, Fred. When Fred says puts his mind to something, it's happening. Yeah. And so we had this big audition in L.A. And I'll never forget. It was during the the the, the long desert nights when stand up was finished. So they had to bring <laughs> in audiences for free. So this is a improv. Oh boy. They had to bring in wow. all these. Kids from a from a summer camp, fifteen year old <laughs> kids. So like Two hundred kids from a summer camp in the middle of their camp. Mm-hmm. So it's like a summer. It's I think summer. I
0: remember these crowds.
2: Yeah. Wow. And I bombed so badly, <laughs> so badly, and I was so fat that uh, Aaron Aaron told me after she goes, I told Lauren. He goes, I thought this guy was didn't look like this. She goes, I think his face is in there somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember Maroney. you ever being that. That's
0: heavy. so
1: funny.
2: Aaron Moroni said that she was. I think his face is in this. <laughs>
0: That's such a great thing to say. David Lauren it's really likes line. you. She used to go. David Lauren really likes you. I'm like, why am I not in the show? I don't know, but I think he really likes you. And <laughs> Aaron was very like a positive, fun force running around that. Yeah. place.
2: And then she was great. And then and then uh, Lauren hired me as a writer because Fritz goes, "No, you hear the writing? Do you hear the jokes, though, Lauren?" And then when I got there, Lauren's go yes you kept a couple of people's careers alive for a few more weeks with that performance basically <laughs> saying how badly i bombed and um and then hired me as a writer and the only one i knew there really was david and norm you know
0: did you uh was marcy there or shoemaker or any writers there
2: marcy and shoemaker we were all there but i didn't know them. yeah before.
0: yeah so you come uh, on yeah. as a writer and i was probably is that 95 maybe
2: yeah, 95 was you and Huge Fink. It was your last year oh, there. Oh, right, my last Hugh thing. Huge Fink, yeah. And that's when you started Hollywood Minute.
0: Yeah, I think I'd done Hollywood Minute a few times, and then I was—I had my own five minutes.
2: Right, that's bo- what
0: I mean. Lauren right? said, if you stay a year, I think Farley and Sandler left. That's so right. it was too much of a shake-up to have everybody go at once. Yeah, so, it, so
2: you and Norm stayed.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. huh?
2: David. Hey! hey. Colin. Hey. hey. Huh? And all Norm. All Norm wanted to do was play football in the hall. So that's oh what we're yeah, doing. we also had that Magic
0: Johnson <laughs> I, basketball
2: hoop. We had fake sports in the hall. That was the only thing we did all day. And Norm would storm down the hall in those. He dressed like crisscross, like this young rapper kid. <laughs> he had like these giant. He was dressed like in Carl Knie jeans I'd just be like ah, like storming down the hall, just starting trouble.
0: I know where he wasn't going—the bathroom, because <laughs> he had that in their office. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around to get a beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. You get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best
1: price. I hate to say it. Price yeah. matters. I mean, yeah. yeah,
0: That's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from blue Nile.com. They've been with us for a while.
1: Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds. David, and find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail.
0: They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand they have some of the highest quality standards in the industry.
1: Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or <laughs> or Or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Niles Jewelry Experts can help you find the perfect gift. David?
0: They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? (laughs) Those are the technical questions. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want, they can fit in your budget.
1: Yes. It's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because, um, you know, it's, it's a subjective thing and the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You All give right. them a little information and they'll go, Sapphire. it's hard to
0: roll down to your local strip mall and go. Yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's not what you want. Yeah,
1: or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant, and it's like, (laughs) they're flipping cakes, and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. You can feel great about your purchase, because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose.
0: No, Mm -hmm. just in case, you got 30-day returns, Mm -hmm. shop Blue Nile today and experience the
1: ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com.
0: We found so many ways to not write, Colin, because we would shoot hoops in that little tiny uh, Nerf hoop, and then we'd throw the football. And it was anything to go. We got to start writing. And I would always want to write while I was fresh in the middle of the day, but it was so frowned upon like what I loser. always hated
2: I always just I was the same way I would write on Sunday and Monday it was I always thought that was so fake that everybody's like we have to stay up all night Tuesday it's like no we don't you could write on Monday and Sunday and you can come in at 12 in the afternoon on Tuesday I know you really look down on like reason. a nerd
0: if you were writing like yeah. what are you doing spade I go it was this mm.
2: thing from the old days when people did coke which I understand that was organic but by the time we were there it's like why why are we staying up all night
0: yeah it's fake the, the all nighters with no coke was just a bad idea because yes. I, I, I get why they used to do it, but now I'm like, we don't have coke and we do have the day off. So let's, we could fix this. Well,
2: I feel like you just reiterated what I said yeah. literally exactly. Right. And, you know, while well, I was waiting for sure. Dana,
0: um, I just was trying to, <laughs> by the way, Colin has uh, another yeah, I had real a, big I had credit
1: Wi Fi issue. Colin,
0: you know what his big credit is? What movie did Colin think of the name of? Do you know this answer, Colin? I know it, of course. I, know <laughs>
1: it.
0: I don't know it. I'll give you a hint. It was called. It was called Lake House for a long time.
1: Oh, uh, it would be uh, Black Sheep or Tommy Boy.
0: No, no. Okay, it was Grown Up. Godfather. Grown <laughs>
2: Godfather. You thought it? Would, it was Grown
0: Ups. We couldn't well, think of why a would name. You
2: ch- why would you change the subject in the middle of SNL? I know, I we're going back to need.
0: it. I just had to make sure I said it's that ridiculous. because you told me that I have to say that at some point. Okay, I did? so um, you're on SNL and you're a writer and uh, you're a really good writer, so it's different. Um, being, uh, I think you were very comfortable in that position, right?
2: Oh, I was too comfortable. Yeah. I was, uh, I remember the first time, my first sketch was it Chevy Chase was the first host. And my first sketch was oh, wow. up first. And it was called the blame game and it was a racial game show with a white guy and a black guy tim and chevy (laughs) and it was called the blame game where everybody just (laughs) blames each other for what's going on right you know and then we get to we get to rehearsal and one goes where's the buzzing sounds for the because there's no buzzing sounds for the buzzers buzzers so i go i didn't think like that was the important part of the sketch he looked at me oh boy oh this guy's an idiot so they got buzzers, but then the buzzer, during the game, Chevy just starts pressing the buzzer.
0: How oh, to fuck it up?
2: Well, I don't know if he meant it. <laughs> it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah. It's almost like a kid with a buzzer. <laughs> yeah oh and it kept screwing up and it turned I don't into that think he ma-
2: yeah i don't think he was trying to sabotage <laughs> right. it. it
0: turned into the buzzer sketch and it lost all its yeah. smartness Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, who knows i know
2: God. who knows but but it was good to get it you know like early on i didn't realize how important it is to get sketches on you know what i mean i was so cocky like when my sketches wouldn't get on i was like what's that problem you know like everybody at snl you go in there, everybody's like, My stuff should be you know everybody's got a little bit of an attitude. I, I feel I feel that like everybody who makes it out of their own life has a little bit of an attitude. Sure.
0: <laughs> I'm so damaged. Uh, it's yeah. it's a combo of things. I, I blame yeah, I blame my dad leaving me second and then I put yeah. SNL.
2: <laughs> SNL first. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people a lot of people would agree with that, you know? um,
0: So, but I did get a lot of fun off it. I'm not saying negative, but uh, I, I I actually wasn't prepared to write like you had to write there. I was a rookie and it takes so long. You you were ahead of me in that department. But it was fun. I was yeah. You were you were always pretty cool to me about sketches. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this you would, after read-through, come up and give me a compliment if you liked it. And yeah. those are not always easy to come by in a, in a semi-competitive situation. And so I always appreciate it because you're such a smart writer. And then I thought maybe you were just doing that to do it to make me feel better, you know? To make me feel like, it eh, was good, you were just saying it. And then one time you came up to me after read-through and you go, hey, that thing, and I'm ready for my compliment. And you go, yeah, you can't do that. And I go, oh, I I think he said we're going to do it. And you go, yeah, but you can't. (laughs) You can't. Why, it was hacky? Yeah, it was hacky. You go, it's comedically, you just can't. You can't do it. And I go, oh. And then I was like, oh, you are thinking it through every week. And you are (laughs) giving me actual compliments. And now is a time where your honesty is uh, appreciated unwanted yeah unwanted appreciated and (laughs) but i i got scared because i go oh no by the way disappointing you is horrible you were just telling me oh yeah because all of us kind of look up to colin and go oh i hope colin thinks it's funny and then when you didn't you weren't mean about it you were just like basically save yourself and save your reputation and you don't need this and i'm like uh i didn't understand i go but it'll get on you're like i'm not getting to you (laughs)
2: Yeah, I mean that's the whole thing about my my arrogance. When people <laughs> ignore my advice, I go, "What? <laughs> All my <right."> arrogance!" <laughs> like I never think to myself, "Like, hey, you know what? They have to do what they have to." do. I'm always like, "I just told you what to do." All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. That's the kind of delusional grandiosity that I'm capable of. Where do you where do you
1: fall in like? Because I'd heard this from other people about you being especially generous in a sincere way. If someone's, buddy you know, Smigel told me about his cartoon. And you, you would come up to him and really tell critique it and tell him how much you loved it. And if, you know, so what, where do you put yourself on the competitive spectrum of comedians, like sharp elbows and that kind of thing? Or do you feel like you have a different Irish attitude or something? Because you seem so centered in a way to me yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a
2: person. Well, I mean, I want to do well. I mean, I want to be successful, but I mean, but uh, yeah, I don't feel, I never felt, I feel like comedians are really the only ones that really understand each other. So it's like, I always love comedians because I feel like somehow there's something in a comedian's frequency that we like, even when they're not, even if you take the hackiest comedian in the world, if you're sitting somewhere with them, it's like a different conversation than with anybody else. Not, yeah. not that we're better or worse. It's just, they're on my wavelengths. And I just yeah, feel like they
1: right. They're all we have, you know? I couldn't agree more. If you're in New York at a a party or something and there's no comedian there and you're talking to businessmen and CEOs and then
2: a comedian comes in, instantly both kind of- Even actors or anybody, there's something in them that's different than comedians. Comedians have this this like uh, dead part of us that is really- (laughs) funny and makes us who we are where we're just like, Oh, like you don't, you don't have to have that enthusiastic or, you know, that earnest thing that a lot of people, even actors have where they're like, it's just another layer. We like, Oh God, that's brutal. But it's like how we feel. I, I can't even articulate it, but it's like every you know it when you see it. You know, it's
1: the elephant in the room. They usually identify it, and then you have a co-conspirator, whether <laughs> yes. it's about someone's yeah. dress or the guy yeah. who soiled his tuxedo, whatever it is, yeah. and they just go right at it. Yeah, interesting. I yeah. went
0: to a uh, when you go to any party in Los Angeles where there's celebrity types, you always sort of find a comedian, and then another one finds you, and then you're all in a corner, and then sometimes yeah. other people like to come over, thinking that'll be the fun group yeah and then they also like what do you guys think about blank you know what's right. going yeah. on right now and then you yeah. get to you get to blab around but yeah it is always fun because you feel some sort of comfort or yeah, other yeah people. the
1: classic yeah somebody who comes up to you and goes I, I don't know if you you know a civilian quote unquote i don't know if you could use this but i always thought this oh, was yeah, funny yeah. <laughs> you know one of those guys and you're like oh no like, this- oh no yeah i don't know if you could use this it's like i know we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: know we can't. <laughs> you do going to have to tell start. us.
1: We'll tell you yeah. right now. There you go. They used to do a
0: show about my job. You should hear about yep. my job because <laughs> yeah. there, there might be something there. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So, what? Yeah, I uh, like okay. Just, yeah.
0: So, you did Joe Blow. Remember Joe Blow on Update? Yeah
2: so you're joe a construction I worker the, i love the name that was my happiest things was that joe blow and then uh and the lion those are my favorite <laughs> things. lenny the lion. Oh, yeah, i saw that yeah <laughs> when i did those two things those and i uh, i at that moment i think it was the first lenny or L- joe blow where i was like i just lived my dream now i can die because being on snl live so it's ne- It could never be taken away, at that time, especially. But still, to this day, live, that still means so much. And then to do those things that were really important to me, I was like, that was it. I could have died right then. And you got
0: to write it. And and (laughs) there's something about writing it. And you go, you do a TV show, you do a movie. And a year later, it comes out and you go, oh, they cut out that part. Oh, it didn't get picked up. It never got Uh, aired.
2: Or the news changed. Yeah, 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 It doesn't mean anything anymore.
0: It's right there. It's how you wrote it how you want it out there you actually present it and then you walk off and your phone can ring and you go i just saw it and i'm in milwaukee and you go oh yeah. it's out okay so yes. what i thought of is out
2: and stupid norm right before i go on the air <laughs> this hey. is yeah. norm to the to the core i'm in a lion costume the first time ever <laughs> you know i'm nervous because you know, it's, it's an owl and just you know i wrote this thing totally. getting it on
0: you look and dumb.
2: Then, you know nobody really Met, you know some people maybe remember me from MTV but it's been a few years you know and then I'm sitting there in a flying costume and then no one goes <laughs> to the crowd is that Colin Quinn he's dressed in a lion suit Yeah, I see that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but he, he's you know he's not a lion right he's not a lion yeah. he, he's just sort yeah. of in a lion yes. suit yeah, you it's know it's what I mean uh, base, don't, base, don't be frightened base. he's not actually a lion yeah. no one like yeah. no one like Norm <laughs> No, I mean, how do you, I, I, you followed Norm and Norm yeah. was one of your favorite comedians and yeah, how was that, how was that for you?
2: It was very ugly. And when I look back now, I feel like I sabotaged what I was doing too, because I was so afraid of being like, you know, Hey, like Norm screwed up. I'm going to be the good guy. And so I kind of Went out of my way to be villainous I feel I like it just sabotage my time at that spot because SNL for me is such a demarcation between the great times I had there which was before mm-hmm. that really? and then the dream gig which is to can update why wow, I was miserable lawn was miserable it was just not it was a it was a bad thing it was so- a bad time well speak to that was it because the
1: hangover of norm being fired is that what gave it's it because
2: its norm getting fired and then suddenly i found myself in a position where oh so i'm gonna be like the goody two shoes i had never done that in my life oh, so i just right. yeah. i felt like i went out of my way to sabotage every episode that i could until i formed until that became my thing on and, mm-hmm. and it was not a good thing but it was it was how it went so i kind of i feel like i destructed starting i got off on that foot you know with the norm thing and then i just i just could i would never i would never try to be like uh engaging i would barely smile and i mean i was kind of like that in stand-up to begin with i guess but i took it to another level and i really feel like that's what i did but i didn't realize that till like seven years ago you know and how had you
0: grown into your face by then
2: Yes, I, sometimes I had, sometimes I hadn't. I, I, my weight's been up and
1: down a lot. <laughs>
0: your face was there. I thought that
1: during that update uh-huh. time, Aaron was always over, in, in 8-H, right near you, just with her arms crossed, kind of staring and pointing to your face. But I heard that was a rumor, <laughs> sorry. But <laughs> If you Colin, heard Colin, the first you think part that, of the podcast, that made sense, but... It has
0: to be a bit of an uphill battle, no matter who you're following. You know, it was like, Dennis, there's Nealon, there's you. Uh, sure. And so, you got to go, okay, I'm the new guy. They might be mad because norm gets a little more legendary status because he got fired or whatever so like he's like right, a hero right. and then it's sure. like oh what do you got and you weren't like super sketch guy at that point so it wasn't like bringing fallon no. up or something
2: no but it was it was more than like i said it was also me just so like sabotaging it because i was like i'll show you i'm not you know what i mean mm-hmm. i was not and it was just a it was a weird vibe it just it was a weird fit and when I look back, I know why now, but at the time I didn't. I was just like, I don't know what's going on. What specifically
1: yeah. would you say to your younger self then about that moment? You know, just how fun I would more say if you're going to do it.
2: Or, yeah. Yes, be try to charm them a little bit. Don't just be like going oh, on like yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But I mean, I would say that to myself in comedy in general. I feel like, you know, I always had this weird thing about comedy. I was like you shouldn't be trying to cheat and, you know, smile and win them over. And you know what I mean? Like do your your material. So I I always had like a, uh, an attitude that didn't incorporate that, which was, then I wasn't even enjoying it. So it's like, what are you doing? If you're not going to bring your personality to, you might as well just hand out books. Here are my jokes. Everybody read them and I'll sit on stage and after an hour time is up and we'll just leave. But it I is just, true. It's
0: like it is show business, and you have it to. They is. go like Sandler can't. Yeah. He knew what he's doing right away.
2: Yes. Well, no, not right away. I knew Sandler well, the first time he started. Yeah. It took him about a year and a half, and the first year and a half he was up there like a young raw, you know, and then yeah. he came back. He went on the road for a year and a half, and he came back, and you're like, oh, he was. He had all his charisma was there suddenly, but yeah, yeah. confidence I and mean, charisma. yeah. Same thing. But also because, I mean, you don't want to overdo it because how many people do you know that were just, I worked with a lot of 80s really hacky people that were just all fake and we all resented it when they'd go up there and they'd start laughing and the crowd would start laughing and they'd be just, it was all this sound and fury signifying nothing. So it was like, you're like, wait a minute, that's not stand up. This is, And so then you over correct the other way. And just go, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to, I'll just, and so there's, you know what I mean? This show
1: is sponsored by BetterHelp. What did I want to get off my chest recently? Well, it's probably something you got to get off your chest because we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We just keep things bottle up and then it starts to affect us negatively, David. Negatively.
0: Yeah, it was something about when I was merging and the people weren't waving back to me It bothered me. But you know, that th- mm-hmm. that's a small stress but it can be bottled up and yep. get bigger therapy mm-hmm. is a safe space to get things off your chest uh, and how to yeah. figure out well, you know you got to work through whatever's weighing you down
1: mhm uh yes and i i was in therapy i'm there here and there now but for 5 years and you know, it does challenge your thoughts because I'm going to this is kind of I don't know if this is profound, but you are your thoughts in some ways. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking redundant, negative things or sad things or whatever, a therapist can kind of get you out of that kind of negative pattern. So mm-hmm.
0: be the best mm-hmm. version of yourself.
1: Um, you know, and sometimes
0: it can be small things. It can be major trauma. I think either way, mm-hmm. it's good to talk to someone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just mm-hmm. fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist if uh, you're not into it. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/fotw today and get 10% off your first month.
1: That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash F-O-T-W. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The Farmer's Dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah,
0: well, I've heard Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets nutritionally balanced uh it's made from human grade ingredients safe clean kitchens all that stuff matters
1: yeah i mean you love your dog why why get the lousy food for your dog farmer's dog is the best traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed
0: sometimes you dogs much
1: lower quality yeah
0: <laughs> you you put it in their bowl and they go what is this kibble and they knock it away what is this canned goo
1: Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, really?
0: They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want to bite of this? Slop?
1: <laughs> and it makes that
0: sound. Here you go, dog. Mm-hmm. And like, so farmer's
1: dog isn't just higher yeah. quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And it's <laughs> just one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm-hmm. and skin, better breath if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops.
0: Let's look at a clip. It doesn't <laughs> matter if your dog's <laughs> young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health. For more happy years with your dog, get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly.
1: Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Can I just interject for a second that I think you found the title of maybe your next book?
2: What sound and fear signifying.
1: signifying nothing that is an incredible phrase. If you just, just think of that, well, or is it's Shakespeare, it's Shakespeare. Oh, it's
2: Shakespeare. Oh, oh, Bill yeah.
1: Shakespeare. Okay, I love it. Oh, I'm not By really way, what well was, read. So, what was,
2: what was funnier than Phil Hartman going, uh, then oh no, then Chris Farley going. Looks like we got ourselves a Bill Shakespeare over here David. <laughs> when Dave, David goes, I really was thinking of become a writer. And he goes, <laughs> hey, look at this and guy. Then, and, then, hey. and, then Phil, and he goes, well, actually, we try to encourage his writing. <laughs> yeah, Phil goes, Chris, actually, Chris, mad, Wally, uh. Chris Wally's face. <laughs> <laughs> his folly's face was so depressed over that.
0: And then he flicks his glasses up and down. Hey, I can't see too good.
1: Yeah. He was always Is that like Bill that Bill Shakespeare? I there? don't know how to write anything and, every and, night. And that.
2: Phil and totally denies him. He goes, Actually, we try to encourage <laughs> you. And his face was so depressed and mad. <laughs>
0: I like when he turns on, he goes, you know, dad, I wish you'd
2: shut your big yap. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like at the beginning of that sketch, they'd think of different reasons to make him gacked out. So they go, we hired a motivational speaker. He's been down in the basement eating coffee beans for three hours. Like, why? <laughs> to, just to explain why he's going to bust out of the door and fall through the wall. I know.
2: But, but that was the problem speaking of the show. Here's what the problem, in my opinion, there's two big problems with SNL. One <laughs> is structural things, which obviously it's the most genius structure of all time, right? It's still the most genius structure. A live show where every... Sarah Silverman once described that. I go, what do you think of the show last night? She goes, it's like it always is. It's a casino. Even if the first that sketch you watched didn't work, you're like, you know what? The next one's coming up. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And But the two things that I thought were big mistakes was one... When they would, they would have the the write rewrite session where suddenly everyone's throwing in these funny lines that ruin the like the whatever the magic that sketch had that that writer wrote. So you'd have all oh. these lines, ba blah and then it just killed the sketch because even it's getting cla- gang
0: banged by too many people that like, are a different yes all have good
2: jokes They're, those yeah. jokes are better than what was originally in the sketch but they ruined the, the alchemy or whatever and
0: right? oh yeah and then the other
2: thing was which i'm sure you guys much more than me must have dealt with the frustration especially dana which is dress rehearsal some of the best things who care the dress crowd's not laughing that doesn't mean it's not the greatest sketch yeah. and it's a different animal. So cutting things based on an audience response between dress and air, I felt like that was crazy because how many great sketches you see? Like, no, you can't cut that. It's going to work. But just because yeah. that dress audience didn't work. that Danny, you must have like five characters that you had that you were like, no, 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 just let it go to air. You know?
1: Uh yeah, and then eventually you know I I had so much status there and had a, a lot of great collaborators that I would try to not peak at dress. I wanted the air show, nice. my brain, and we all had that. And it, update two, to beat the system, you want your yeah. live show to be the the voice in your head going, "This is the best I've done it this week." And that took me a while to learn. I you know I peaked at read through a few times, just trying to get it on yeah. the show. God yes, crazy, yes.
2: and never got back
1: there. Yeah. um but
2: yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, I did see that. You know, when De Niro, the, one of the big things was on, was D- Joe Pesci was on with the, and Brewer used to do Pesci, so yeah. So they asked me to fill in.
1: I was going to do De Niro.
2: Yeah, as De Niro. So De Niro shows up and at dress rehearsal, it was the most magic thing because we didn't really I hadn't seen them yet. We heard they were coming, and it was this, and the air was good. But dress rehearsal was just a yeah, terrible yeah. De Niro was Even De Niro had a different energy to him, you know?
1: Well, then you're discovering it still a little bit because you're so beaten down after the read-through with Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday walkthroughs. By the time you get to an audience, you really think the thing sucks. So that's the first time you're getting laughs since read-through, yeah. since Wednesday. And so it's hard to get back to that on the air show, that discovery of like,
2: wow, I'm killing. This is great, you know? Well, Shoemaker used to always talk about you. And he said, Dana, even if he didn't have the guy's voice down completely, he always had something about him that he discovered that was so funny that made it, that took it to another level. You know what I mean? He said, you Mm -hmm. always do that. Now, did you do that? Like, I don't know how impression is really. Did you do that consciously or did you just, did you watch tapes or did you, or did you, like how many times, how long do you have to watch somebody? How many times do you have to watch Ross Perot before you go, ah, that? Uh, he was
1: pretty immediate. But if, uh, if you, if anyone cared to look at the first one, I wasn't as committed. I wasn't extending the rhythms. And then as you watch someone, these sub rhythms keep coming out. You know, can I finish right. one time? Can I finish one time? I don't know if that was in the first one, like a press conference. Right. You're right. not listening, that frustrated kind of thing. I just yesterday, and I'm not really, I'm not like James Austin Johnson, but I th- I thought I heard a new Trump rhythm that I, that I hadn't heard before, which is like, uh, it's not a great Trump, but the rhythm you'll hear at the end where he fades away, he's like, and gas is going up 5 dollars a gallon 7 dollars 10 dollars a gallon how high can you count how high can <laughs> you count that's that's the one i hadn't heard it yeah 10 12, uh-huh. 15 dollars a gallon how high can you count it just yeah. and he looks so away
0: sometimes yeah, yeah. Yes. of so turns aside Yes. I like when, Dan- oh, I like when Dana says, when he listen. goes, excuse me, excuse me, and, but no one's interrupting him. My <laughs> angle was that he
1: would just take a word and repeat it for three minutes and make it work. We're going to win like everybody. We're going to be winning. We're going to win, excuse me. We're going to win so much. You're going to be tired of winning. You're going to win. We're going to win... Well, winning, too much yeah. winning. People are saying, please, enough with the winning. So that Trump was an amazing... <laughs> people are saying... Such a great he always has
0: people saying things to him. Yeah. People are saying many this guy's a crook. Many people are saying... Many people are saying... Yeah, yeah. Many people don't like... I like when he says, many people don't like this person. A lot of people have come to me.
1: And then they <laughs> yeah. right,
0: so, right, like, right, Based on right. nothing, uh, just to make someone look like an asshole. But yeah, that's... <laughs> he's a loser. A lot of people are whispering to me he's a loser. Many people are saying,
1: <laughs> many people... Excuse me, many people are saying... Like he's not very well liked, you know, you were nice, now you're not so nice, okay? So he's a, uh, uh, you know, a one-off. Uh, someone asked Rudy Giuliani before he went a little kooky, what, who do you, what do you, how do you, how do you define Donald Trump? And he said he's unclassifiable, <laughs> like, a, like a rare insect. Yeah. And, uh, you, a rare you can't, insect. there's never been another one like him. So what do you, um, I don't know where to go. There's so many things I want to ask.
0: I have a question. No, I I have a lot. Go ahead. No, I was going to say when you do update, were you working with, was it a Downey or was it Herb Sargent or who was kind of running it with you?
2: No, no. It was, we had different people, but it was Carlock, Robert Carlock. Oh, Robert Carlock. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was Tina on yet? No. Tina was on. No, she wasn't on the show, but she was the head writer
0: oh shit She's and when um, we had Myers on and uh, th- I mean I think he did he did oh, did he say he offered you what was it what part Scotty Scott
2: you not know <laughs> only offered me but that's a that's is one that of a my, rumor no wow. he literally Sarah Silman again called me she goes Mike Myers is looking for you and I go oh alright yeah he calls me up and he, and he goes hey I'm doing this movie it's whatever it was uh, it's about he describes Austin Powers he's this guy from the 60s and I go, that's great, man. I am I had nothing. Going, I literally, he goes, so I'll fly you out and you do this part. You know, I saw you on Gary Shandling playing Rip Torn Son. So just do whatever you did then is great. Just do that in the movie. Wow, nice. And I go, yeah, I'm working on my own movie, though. And he goes, oh, you're shooting something? I go, no, I'm just rewriting. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, this will take a few days. It's not a big deal. I go, nah, I'm busy. <laughs> And he literally Sorry. goes, what? <laughs> like he, he goes, what's going on? Like, he didn't understand what was happening. He goes, I go, you know, plus the show happening. He goes, yeah, but it's a week off. I'll talk to Lauren. Don't worry about that. I go, nah, I'm just, thank you. And so he goes.
0: fucking funny.
2: So stupid. And then he goes, um, look. I go, it sounds great. Well, good luck with your movie. I go, it sounds like the kind of movie. I said you can even get like uh, Burt Bacharach type music. He goes, "No, we have Burt Bacharach doing the actual <laughs> Burt Bacharach music. <laughs> like, this is a big production." And for whatever <laughs> yeah. combination of stupidity on my part, I still, you know, I just kept turning it down. I mean, I was mm. all he did was say, "Look, I love you on Carrie shandling This is the part. Do your thing," and that's it. And I turned it down. And he goes, "Well, he goes, I can't beg you to do it." He goes, "You know, I'm offering." It. And whatever <laughs> idiotic thing. And I've turned down a lot of things in the business, but I never regretted them, you know, mm-hmm. but that yeah. one I regret because it was great. It's, I
0: have heard you've turned down stuff and I go, it's great. But you know, in your own mind, if it's not for you, whatever reason, yes, you move on. yes,
2: what is your reason? So in most cases I was right. Most ca- I, I defend it yeah. all. That one case I was wrong. I was stupid. <sighs> Because he made it for me. He said, just do what you did. Yeah, it's just walk, walk in the park. It's you easy. Know, it, sometimes- You already did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think for all of us, you know, if you're, you're lucky enough to get on TV or be in show business and you have things coming at you, and later on, you, I would always say to myself, I did not know what time it was. I didn't, I was in something that I had no context for. So, you know, right. how, and how could you know that Awesome Powers would be a trilogy and a global smash when you turn oh, it Oh, I down. couldn't know
2: that, yeah. but it sounded fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and he's funny. And one, he's,
2: one great. Yeah, 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 and he's funny. funny. And I always fun. liked him.
0: Yeah. He's great.
2: I don't know what my problem was. Yeah.
0: But Dana, I agree. And I'm chiming in, even though Please people do. say I talk too much. But uh, <laughs> my wife is the, all uh,
1: over that. She says <laughs> no, when, okay. when, you're great.
0: What you're saying about that, Dana, I like to use words like frequency and alchemy when I talk. Because mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. just stole them from Colin. I'm going to use them all the time. Oh, but uh, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. I I and I, I can't. I, I wouldn't be able to get away with that one. But they would gentlemen. buy alchemy from me, maybe. But uh, when I, Danny, you're saying you get in sort of a vortex, and I wasn't in like a super fame vortex, like when you were on SNL. But when I did SNL, and in the summer we did uh, Tommy Boy, and then we come back to SNL, and they go, "What do you guys want to do this summer? What movie?" There's this one black sheep that Fred, you know, has. And we're like, oh, yeah, okay. Hi. And then we do that. Hey, and then the you're na- good. Hey,
1: You're not um, so David. good. Um, okay. can, all right. Uh, no, you're really good. T- you're not so good. Okay.
0: Dana, I'm going to talk about you in a second. I just want to tell something to yeah. David, but I have a big yeah. compliment that for you at really, the end. That
1: was really good. No, I swear to God, that was really good, but you're not so good. Okay.
0: <laughs> we're doing Fred Wolf. Uh, so
1: <laughs> then, uh, uh, and then the next summer,
0: I think there was, uh, uh, do you want to do a Gap Girls movie or something? Uh, but the point was, I didn't realize how hard it is to get a movie and how it just, right. that's a, that's a, that's a thing you're caught up in right. where things are getting kind of thrown at you. And then I was like, nah, maybe. And then like a summer <laughs> later, I'm like, I think I wanted this movie. and They're like, Oh, that ship kind of sailed. And I'm like, well, what about this? And they're like, nah. And then I thought, holy fuck, is it hard to get a movie? And they're like, yeah, yeah dumb fuck.
1: If it makes you right, feel better, I turned down Wayne's World 1, I thought, right before we did it, a couple weeks before, I go, I don't know, I, I don't think so. Uh, I, it'll be all right. <laughs> Psycho. I love it. Yeah, just like, you know, maybe I, eh, you know, maybe. Yep. Yeah, of and, course. And Well,
0: it's also, everything you do is a gamble that could hurt you. You, you. you almost rarely think about the upside. You go, if this fucks up, I look, I'm in a bigger hole
2: yeah but that's what you think but meanwhile it doesn't mean any the more you do it, the people that do everything yeah. is teflon it, you know what i mean yeah
1: rare,
2: yeah rarely the last time anybody got screwed was billy squire doing his video for uh you know <laughs> <laughs> and sandler told me that one he goes you know, i remember him telling me yeah this billy squire video from 19 i was like what he goes "Oh, i destroyed him because he did the whole oh, thing was God. laying on these silk sheets <laughs> it messed up his credibility
0: yeah billy squire um, was amazing yeah he's fucking he unreal. did some
2: video and it was like a on some silk seats doing like a pretty boy video and he
0: snapped. didn't lose me for good i took a little I'm pass sorry, for i'm sorry you guys I'm
1: familiarize back myself i'm representing this other part of the audience Billy Squire. what was his song lonely is the night oh okay Got
2: it. and he had to stroke, it, oh, stroke, stroke it stroke it uh. stroke me uh. mm-hmm Stroke me. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to clean it up. I was trying to PG it for the audience. Oh, okay. And that Stroke was, I think Sandler
0: and- used that in uh, Billy
1: Madison.
2: Uh, yes, b- I think he did. I have a thing that
1: every time Adam's <laughs> name is mentioned, I just do it to myself. B- every time Sandler's mentioned <laughs> on the podcast, I just do that. I've already done it twice. Yeah, show business. The only guy who would seem to have show business wire first, the people who are like, I always see Jerry Seinfeld, And Jay Leno happened to be the most successful (laughs) metrically in many ways. They both were so pragmatic about it. And and Leno was always, oh, you never stop. His whole thing is, don't stop. Guys, stop. Don't ever stop. And it was very, very logical advice. You you know, Colin, what
0: you were saying about people that do a lot of stuff, I sometimes do a lot of stuff, but also it's because out of some of it's fear and some of it's uh, if I'm getting a script for a movie – we did this one, Father of the Year. I don't even have to say individual movies, but they're never handing me the number one movie out there that's the funniest one written because there's a hierarchy of who's getting that. So sure. So if I get a script and they're willing to do it, I'm either co-writing it or I'm trying to help punch up or they're saying this one's a little bit of a mess. There's a reason it's not made right now, but there's something there. Right. And if you want to put into the work, put the work in and try to help it or do whatever, or you think you can bring something to it. And those are more opportunities where you go, I can't sit back and say, I'm going to get the best of the best of everything or you won't do anything. So I, I think what you're saying has made me think, yeah, you keep, you try stuff to go, I if I get to take a swing, that might help me because I can get in there and do my best. So oh, anything, yeah. a talk show, anything, just get in front of people where someone goes, oh, because it's constantly on audition. So if you hit one that wasn't supposed to be a hit, people go, oh, okay, maybe we'll give them another one. You know, that kind of thing. You just got to stay but, out there.
2: But you also said even talk show, movie, whatever, when they let you write on it, I feel like all of us comedians are like, "Oh, let me get a ch- let me get a swing at this uh, script too." Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. how I feel. Every everything I've ever read, I'm always like, "That's good. I could have made it better."
0: I remember reading a co- Colin Dana had uh, Colin had a few scripts, and I'd say, "Oh, can I read that one?" And uh, th- the compliment is really, I don't know why they're not making them, other than it was almost too smart. It was very funny and very smart, and I think smart w- in our world, you know, sometimes you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. What room are you in? It's that thing room? of like,
1: you know, it's going over people's heads, and you it's like a really big audience out there. Just do what you want. You mean
0: the Beatles were smart and dumb? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had no. a good
1: beat, and then you have <laughs> <Yeah>. strawberry fields. <laughs> it's that whole thing of like, um, so Colin...
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you stopped oh shit no no <laughs> oh I anyway, stopped
1: anyway it, it oh, was I like Right, so smart
0: true green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn now you're out there you have acres and acres hundreds of acres all you have to do is water <laughs> and mow and they'll do the rest no. weed control which you hate <laughs> fertilization mm-hmm. air, aeration
1: Can't stand it.
0: Among others. They'll do all that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to
1: focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true. Right, David? Because you're going to have more time to do things that you want to focus on.
0: All the hard work and it gets you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this one mm-hmm. thing. Get it off your plate.
1: You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some I, I might. Is, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green.
0: Where can listeners mm-hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with
1: the best people. Guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. Hey, Fidelity. (laughs)
0: If you see Dana, if you see any of his uh, one-man show, I've we seen, saw one. I,
1: yes, I watch. I watch we them went, all the time. I've seen all of them. I believe. Oh, thanks. They're just they're they're really fun to watch. What I was just going to ask you, I don't know if you were, David. It's like the research part of it because you're how how steeped are you in the history of when you uh, the research part before you make the comedy part? How well, it's so easy you, because you just like I
2: said, yeah, yeah, because of Google. It's not like the old days. But the only okay. one that was a lot of research, the one that was a lot of research was the Constitution one because yeah. I had to read these books to understand what everybody's thinking about it at that time. So I read these horribly boring books because in the old days, they wrote books. You had nothing to watch on TV, so you had to read the books so they could write Good it as point. intricately yeah. as they wanted. Yeah. So I'm reading these books going, oh, my God, this language is you know from another... It's just a, it's another animal. And uh but that's it. But mostly now with Google. I any facts I want, I just Google. Them. But you know how it is. Then you're on a you suddenly you're on like a uh you're just lost in a rabbit hole and then I'm like, why was I here originally again? Yeah, yeah. It's hours and hours. Yeah. Uh, when we were
0: Well, on the premiere night of grown ups, I think number one, uh, we were we ca we were all in New York and doing press and we all came to see your show, right? Was that which which yeah. show was that?
2: that was that was long story
0: short long story short that's how long mm-hmm. that's
2: how long ago that was <laughs> that was 12 years ago you guys are there
0: gross uh anyway we walk out of there in a daze going why are we all in comedy it's all like so thought out and put together and i'm like yeah even the constitution one i'm like do you think you had to read the constitution because i would never and then you have to oh write my the whole gosh, thing about it.
2: it's only four pages
0: I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. it's really, really it's four quick. pages
2: of Constitution.
0: Yeah, how, too how much. do you
2: feel? Oh, yeah, I had to write all these books. With, how, what's a one man show for you versus stand up
1: for you personally as a performer? Same.
2: I mean, the same thing. I, 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 feel like it's the same exact thing to me. It is because I work all night at clubs. <laughs> Hey, right. but i work it out i work it out at the clubs. so i mean it's the same thing you know if it's not getting laughs there i'm not gonna put it in the show you know
1: because back in the day if a comedian was was too dry or whatever it's, people might say oh it's a one-man show you know because it's not joined for the oath of the comic that will get six laughs a minute or something
2: by the you way know? i know no, I yours, to get are laughs, very funny. <laughs> yours are extremely
1: funny but that's my, different by yeah. the way
2: what's better than fred armist since one man show guy
1: <laughs> yes yeah fred harbison oh yeah.
2: it's a pet <laughs> <laughs> yes. and his it. comedian and he did his comedian guy on update do you remember that
1: the guy the act yeah and then the accent guy who goes around the room with the accents where are you oh, from? that's
2: amazing. Long Where Beach. Did a st- long, yeah, yeah. Well, remember we did the stand-up guys like, you got an army jacket. He's like, look. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The New York <laughs> Times, okay. My father, okay. And he just yeah. Gives,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he, he just would interrupt himself so beautifully. I asked him, how would you do that? Because that's like a mental technique, you know? And he goes, yeah, just do it. He's Yeah. Colin, lastly, were you a roast guy? Did you do roasts?
2: Yeah. Well, the Howard Stern roast, you know. The Audie roast, the Gary roast, oh my god, those are my favorite things. Shit, yeah, they're not they're not and doing as many. Have you done a joke that you
1: thought you had to kind of check it with people to see if it had crossed the line? in a, in a roast? From funny to cruel, um, or, or are you just what's the one of well, those? No, out? but I feel
2: like they're all just you know, I mean, yeah, they're all gonna be they're pretty they all rough. have to be they all have to be godless to a certain extent. But yeah. nothing now comedians like the young comedians do these roasts put on YouTube they yeah. so much more brutal oh, yeah. than yeah. anybody. We thought we were like, I thought I was like, whoa, that's hardcore. These, they don't give a it damn. It's really funny to watch. So whatever we did was like light compared to what it goes on now at roasts. You know, I it's think really- what happened
0: is like Amy Schumer sort of got known from roast, and maybe Whitney right. and there's people that blew up. So they go, here's my one chance. If you're so-. the worst is if you're getting roasted and they go, oh, we're going to have a couple of your friends in quotes. And then eight new comics and you go, so there's no fun between you two. It's just an assassination. Yeah, no. It's, and they it's, they get famous from it.
2: But what I hate is, once again, my little critiques of everything, is that <laughs> there's writers at roast. I hate that. I mm-hmm. hate it. Like when we did roast, you wrote your own jokes. That was the whole pride. Like these are all from me. And yeah, mm-hmm. once in a while somebody would go to their friend, hey, I'm making fun you know, I'm sure people took jokes from other people, but it was you and now it's, writers and the jokes are good but like you said they're brutal nobody cares it's not you up there saying it you wrote it you tell yeah. us and the other person is desperate for jokes so you got these celebrities making some obscure you know jokes about somebody's you know first wife dying or whatever yeah. they don't know what they say you know what I mean they right just right
0: that. they're up there going hey which one's being roasted Chevy okay hey you fucking asshole and you're like what? <laughs> what right, you, right. Uh, my friends can say that to me but I don't know who you yes, are and, yes, and that's yes. why well, people you, get mad yeah. If no one's getting beat up at a roast, I don't know how this thing happened with Will Smith. I mean, roasts are brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should let Colin go. Colin. By the way, um, you, ha- I, I moved. So if you want to stay here next time, you uh, uh, it- got a spot it's for you. Huge. You, oh, his, you
1: moved? Yeah,
0: yeah. He's
2: got a
1: mansion. No. It's beautiful.
2: What's your new? What's your new address? Ah, almost made you say that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> It was
1: so close, <laughs> they would have been with a battering ram in 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: well, I uh, I, will, I will keep liking all your stuff on Twitter, even though I, I get Thanks. mad at myself. I keep liking too many in a row, and I go, this is embarrassing. No, I appreciate, uh, go I appreciate you think, it. Go do thing, and I can't wait to see you when you come stay here. I'll,
1: and, I'll um, see you in heaven. Christ sakes, Colin Quinn, nobody like him, okay? Kind Guys, of thank counselor. you so much,
2: but I, I heard your new opening, and I don't like it. You Go okay. live from the podcast. <laughs> it's Dana and David. Why do we never think of that? Who is saying so that? Lame. Oh, really? All right, we'll stop that. I heard that you guys is open. Oh, by the way, let me tell you one more SNL thing. Sure. Uh, Dennis McNicholas was right away. He's still. He's working on the show. But we were sitting there one day and I'm listening to Nick Drake because, you know, in the late 90s, it was like, oh, Nick Drake. So, yes, I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> but but Nick Drake. this song comes on called Saturday Sun by Nick Drake. And Dennis McNicholas goes to me. That's the Saturday Night Live at the end of the show. That's the song. And then we oh, went wow. down and we went down and asked, um, you know, she was in charge of How Elner. Of no, not How, but she, you yeah, know. She was in charge of the piano. Cheryl. Said, Cheryl. Hines Cheryl. Cheryl. yeah, Cheryl. And we go, Cheryl, could that be possible that they took a Nick Drake song? And she goes, Howard, when Howard Shore was in charge of music she shows, yeah. Howard definitely would have done that. So that Dennis McNicholas discovered, not that anyone asked, but the mystery of that last song. At least
0: everyone has that answer. Now, uh. Colin, um, before, <laughs> Colin, I'm not going to leave. I took a uh, shot. We don't have a corny ending. We have a good, solid ending. You don't have a
2: corny ending except what I just said.
0: No, except here's how we end the show now.
1: Bye bye.
2: Oh. <laughs> this is what he does.
0: Oh, hey, hey, bye no. bye. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, man. Isn't you is the easy special? one. Special. <laughs> yeah, and then Dana my, that's says my that. My sign off. I, I like the eighties. <laughs> Um, what was your right, sign buddy. off for update? Did you have one? Oh, yeah, what well, we'll was on that? What is it?
2: That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Right. Oh, that's
1: a that's great it. one. That, that was a good one. one. Yeah, you had that's
0: a great a one.
1: Thanks. All right, buddy. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks, All guys. Right, Colin, love you. Hope to see bye. you. I love okay. you. Good to see you. <laughs> bye bye.
0: Hey, what's up, flies? What's up, fleas? What's up, people that listen? <laughs> we want to hear from you and your dumb questions. Questions ask us anything, anything you want. You can email us. At fly on the wall at cadence13.com. All right, here's a question. Uh this is a question from Jason Smith. Your podcast is better than cats. The play? The movie? Hmm, I hope. The animal? I doubt it. Cats are great. <laughs> I will listen to it again and again. Anyway, I like when they start with a compliment. That's smart. That gets me in. Imagine, if you will, there's a comedic heaven. You're standing before its hilarious gates. In order to be admitted, you must submit one piece from your body of work and be judged. What would you submit? Oh, Dana's not here. I don't know if I can answer for Dana. I'll answer for me. I like the people that go, I can't speak for him, but then I do. I don't mind speaking for people. What would I pick? A lot of people would say, Dave, pick Tommy Boy. But Tommy Boy is mostly Farley. It's not really me. I mean, it's mostly, it's a hit because of Farley. Uh, I liked Just Shoot Me and Rules of Engagement, the sitcoms I did. But those are other people too. That's based on other people doing great, you know, and they make me funnier. So that's kind of a cheat. (sighs) Emperor's New Groove is, mm, I mean, I like it. I'm in it a lot. Voice. I'm handing in voice work to get it. Oh, my God. Desperate. But, you know, Kuzco and Yzma, that's they're so funny, though. Fuck. And so the total of that makes that movie funny. And the animation is so great. Animation helps every joke. Fuck. Um, Maybe my stand-up specials. I love them, and it's just me. I mean, I love Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt's mostly, at least I'm driving it and co-wrote it, so it's a good representation. But if if they don't get it in heaven, then they really don't get it because some people don't like it. <sighs> this is tough. Glad Dana doesn't get to chirp in. I get to just take all this time and just stare off into space. Ah. Uh, it's so glorious but I would have to go with but what if it's R-rated because it's heaven I can't hand in anything R-rated then I'm screwed it's been very R-rated lately someone even commented it was a little blue during your Mike Myers interview I go I don't give a care okay um, a special one of my specials I think Dana has a lot to give in so I would say that or some one of my appearances on Ellen. <laughs> Out of my 30. No, some of those talk shows were fun, funny. There's just different things. Some of the stuff I wrote I thought was funny. I don't know. I'm just not getting kidding. Thank you for the question. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever
1: you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer
0: is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13.